How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You are listening to The Coming Out Tapes, an audio archive of LGBTQ stories. I am your curator, Karis Bradley. For this episode of The Coming Out Tapes, we are talking to Rachel WD from the comedy double act Shelf. Uh, so Rachel, would you like to start off by introducing yourself? Hello, I am Rachel um, of Shelf. Um, I am identify as queer, um, both sexuality-wise and gender-wise, although I'm happy with uh, female pronouns um, or whatever you want to use. It's cool. Um, part of the Comedy Double Act Shelf, which is great. We do, like, sketches and uh, other funny stuff um, with my best mate, Ruby. The other things I do in my life are um, I work for a online reality television channel um creating like online content um and so i spend my days coming up with stupid ideas and making them and then never seeing them in the flesh and never being judged for my poor sense of humor when ruby isn't with me that's me um so you identify as queer twice so when did you first realize that you were queer firstly in terms of your sexuality and then and then secondly gender um, and why have you chosen that word specifically um I think in terms of my sexuality and gender queer is something that I was always conscious of because both of my parents identify as queer um and have grown up in a kind of um a very queer world um where so both my parents are obviously 
older as parenthoods <laughs> works. <laughs> and so all of their friends and the kind of uh, groups that I was in growing up are all um, were all older as well. Um, and there was a very clear sort of divide between this context of um, lesbians or bisexuals or kind of those kind of terms and then this kind of what I saw as an umbrella term of queerness um and so both my parents are queer but then are you know like biologically male and female and had children together and within their some of their circles they were then ostracized by people who were like particularly to my mum were like you're not a lesbian anymore um and so like a lot of my identity with queerness comes from that being something more fluid and more open than how I would probably view some of the other terms. Um, but that's just been something that I've been conscious of since birth, I suppose. Um, and then gender queerness, um, I would say, um, is again something that I've always been minorly aware of. Um, and I think the first moment of it was when I was probably like seven or eight and then we watched a play um by a person whose name I can't remember but I know they use the pronouns Z and Zim um and um Z did this performance where they um stripped through the show and you were led to believe it was a man and then um Z had a vagina and I was like what you can do that I want to do that. Um, and then I told my mum that I was Jack and I'd be called Jack from now on. And she was like, absolutely fine, darling. And then was like, actually, I want to be Rachel again. Thanks. <laughs> and then that was like my first like kind of experience with that. Um, and then that's always just kind of been, again, just something that's just kind of bubbled along and has been something I've been quite aware of and supported in by my parents. So it's just existed. I guess. Have you used any other like words? Um, so you kind of had that quite unique um, education, but did you experiment with just calling yourself a lesbian or a gay person? Um, not really. Like only, only ever to try to explain it to someone who didn't understand queer. So if someone was like, I don't know what queer means, I'd say... Well, I mean, I'd largely just say why well, sleep with both men and women, but mostly women, and my hair's short. Um, but, like, in a, on occasion I will use the other terms, but largely just, like, if it's funnier to use one of those words, or, like, if it gets a reaction. So, like, at school my teacher was, like, just hated, like, hated when I said the word dyke. And I was like, it's my word, miss, I'm going to say dyke, 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 dyke. Um... And yeah, and so then that was the only real context. Whereas I think other than that, like, again, I've been very lucky in that my parents raised me to kind of be queer and that queer was what was the kind of norm. And then again, very luckily, society, it also became incredibly trendy or more trendy than it had been. And so I was kind of just in that in that wave of queer parents and then everyone else was like oh yeah queer is really cool and I was like my parents have been doing it since the 80s okay it's not cool um yeah so I think that I've never really had to experiment with any other labels unless like dyke in school because it was funny so 
the next question is when did you first come out and who did you come out to um which is not going to be your parents I'm guessing um did you first of all did you like have to come out to yourself do you think do you think you had a conscious moment where you came out to yourself um and if not like who do you think that you came out to first that is such an interesting question um did I have to come out to myself yeah because it's so interesting because I know that my parents very much assumed my queerness and in fact the first person I had a relationship with was a boy and I remember my dad being very surprised like just assuming he was a friend because all of my friends had been boys and being like careful I think one of your male friends fancies you and I was like I hope so um but like in terms of I think I think there was a moment. I think if anything, it actually was a a going in and having to come out again. Um, I think there was a period when I was like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Those, those wonderful years um, when I first when I was like like you know you're going through puberty. I grew boobs and I was suddenly aware of myself being a female to the outside world in a way that I never had to think about before. Um, And I think I quite consciously in that moment wanted to be like heteronormatively attractive. And so I think in that moment I went, I'd been out as a kid, like in year five, I like fancied girls and talked about it and like was very conscious of, as I say, like because of my parents, like a queer space. And it didn't even occur to me that that would be weird. And I used the boys' toilets with my friends and that was totally fine. And then there was a sudden moment of like, not being allowed to use the boys' toilets anymore and being conscious of being someone who could be attractive to my male friends now and then being like, oh, I almost wanted to prove that I could be straight and then it was like, I'm going to prove that I can do that and then I was like, but I actually am, I'm I'm I'm, I'm still gay, I'm still queer. That's definitely how I actually identify. So there was definitely a moment where it was almost like, and like, I reacted against my parents. I said that we didn't need feminism anymore. I was like, <laughs> I was so fully like jumped into this idea that like, I mean, not in any extreme way. I don't think anyone looking at me would go, she's trying to be straight because I still wore like woolly hats and baggy jeans and skateboarded. But to my he- in my head, I was trying to be straight in that time. And so then I think I had to, to myself, come out again. Um, for sure, in that moment. Um, Obviously didn't have to come out to my parents. Um, That was always assumed. It was just whoever you happened to want to be with or whatever. It was more that they questioned why you'd want to have a relationship at all. Um, And then in terms of friends, I know certainly like post that period of um, being straight, in inverted commas that you can't see, um, I I assumed that everyone would also assume my queerness and so I had a lot of moments of friends like like especially female friends like at parties taking me into private rooms going I can't believe you haven't felt safe enough to tell me and going safe enough to tell you what what are you talking about and then being like I know that you've I've heard and I hate that I had to hear it from like Sally but that you also fancy women and me being like yes why was that something that even had to be told. So that was very much like coming out to them because they almost wanted me to come out to them rather than because I felt any need to. I was just like, I just want to get on with my stuff. Um, Yeah, so that was my experience of coming out sort of in the first instance, I'd say. Did you ever have like the traditional sit down with someone and tell them? Uh, Absolutely never. Um, I've never had to, I've never, 
there's not a single person. There was one guy who was religious and was one of my best friends and was very religious. Um, and I was more nervous of it coming out with him. But it, it definitely wasn't a, like, sit down, come out. It was more I went, like, I fancy this female name. And then him going, oh. And then we had a brief conversation about heaven and hell. And then he said the next day, I'm really happy for you. Um, and I think that was the closest that I had to like having to like officially come out or feeling any nerves towards coming out. Um, but again, that went totally fine and certainly wasn't like sit them down. I'm worried what they're going to say. It was more like in the moment of telling them, I kind of almost said it and then was like, oh, shit, you're so religious. Is this going to be OK? And then it was, luckily, again, very lucky in that sense. So the next question was, where are you out? But I, I guess you just are everywhere? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much out everywhere. Um, yeah, totally. Like, at work and in my family and in my social circles. Um, like, even at work, like, my I was asking my boss for recommendations on where to take someone on a date. And he was like, well, it depends on the guy. And I was like, guy? And he was like, you're right. I'm so sorry. What am I thinking? <laughs> And so, like, yeah, and, like, very much, again, very, like, comfortably so. Um, and there are no sort of groups that don't know that I can think of. Maybe some extended family. I'm probably not out with extended family. And when I say probably, I mean I know I'm not because I borrowed my aunt's flat once and she said, careful not to roll around with your friend. And I was like, mm, OK. <laughs> um, but I think that I don't even... That doesn't even occur to me because I think... It's so much more because, as I say, because both my parents were. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get thirty, thirty. Ready to get thirty, ready to get twenty, twenty, twenty. Ready to get twenty, twenty. Ready to get fifteen, 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 fifteen. Just fifteen bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Pretty queer. It's kind of more, I see it as like their circle because it's their sisters and brothers and parents rather than my people that I want to come out to, I'd say. The next bit, sort of, I ask people to share if they have any good or bad coming out stories. Um... For you, do you have any experiences where someone has realised that you are queer and then it has either gone particularly well and it was a really nice moment or particularly badly and it wasn't a very nice moment? Um, I think most of my experiences of people realising I'm queer or even coming out have been very positive. And I think it's kind of like the flip side of that, the kind of... Like, especially when I talk to people or, like, think about, like, some of the experiences other people have gone through with coming out, like, it makes me feel even more, like, how much acceptance there has been with me not having to come out that I've found particularly positive um, and that, like, all of my friends, no matter how straight they might be, have, like, so fully just taken it taken it in their stride almost from, the, from day one, um, which has been really nice. And they're, like... I'd say there's probably been, in terms of, like, coming out, probably more difficulty or complexity around gender than sexuality for me personally, um, in terms of, like, certain dynamics I've had with especially boys have been strained or tricky in terms of actually what my gender might be in relation to theirs. Um, and those kind of conversations have been more complicated um, but certainly in terms of sexuality and coming out with sexuality, I would say that my experiences have been very positive and been very positive considering people haven't gone, wait, what? You never came out to me, what? Um, they've just kind of taken it as red, I suppose. Um, but then I have very rose-tinted look back on my life kind of thing so there could well be loads of bad experiences that I just just do not remember and I just don't worry yeah doesn't doesn't seem worth digging for them um yeah so I think like on the whole very very positive um and very nice to have not had to come out and not to and I think that means in like circumstances where I probably should have felt like I had to come out so like I remember like when I first started working at a cafe and it was a yummy mummy cafe in Herne Hill and like I feel like there there was maybe an assumption that I was straight but because I never made any like because I just assumed everyone would assume I was queer then that just became the the taken knowledge I suppose Maybe. That or making out with my girlfriend in the cafe. Could have been one or the other. One or the other. Could have been either. On the thing that you said about um, your gender and boys, um, was that like, did that come about through a conversation where you had asked them to use specific pronouns or had to talk to them about 
what your how you described your gender or was there something that you like did or a way that you behaved that made them like bring it up so like did you come out about your gender to them Mm. or did it happen because of something that they said those conversations um it very much with most of those conversations came out by virtue of something they said or did um which was again because so things like and this is like going back to school things like me just using the boys toilets or something like that and not in it not being so instead so rather than me bringing up a conversation around like pronouns that I wanted to use it would be more that I would expect to be treated and seen as when I was with the boys one of the boys um and then it would be moments in which they then questioned or stopped that so them saying things like you can't use this toilet or you can't play with us because you're not a boy or like you're not as good at football because you're not a boy or something like that and so very much those conversations would come up around that at which point I would um try to have a conversation with them about gender as rehearsed with my parents um but very much did not wouldn't like would tend to not be as well understood I suppose um so for example any kind of conversation about like you know like gender being irrelevant and it being about what you want to do and who you are and how you feel and that I wanted to be treated in a certain way um would interestingly for me anyway not be received would get more backlash and make me more other for them than when I kind of just continued anyway so if they said don't use the boys toilets if I tried to say actually gender is a construct it doesn't really matter what toilet I use I'd rather just go in the one where all you guys are and also sometimes when I go in the girls loo women scream um so I'm just coming in here with you guys um but rather than having that gender conversation if I just went fuck off mate I'll go where I like and like push them that would like work better for me than trying to have the conversation in another way (laughs) okay so uh so with the your queer sexuality you haven't really come out and then with your because you've never really felt the need to and then with your gender again it's not really about coming out and more just doing whatever you felt comfortable doing um so for the sixth uh, question fifth redundant question um, <laughs> what does coming out what what do, yeah what does coming out mean to you um I don't know because coming out does mean something to me and I think it's, as I said previously it kind of means something to me because I haven't had to do it but because obviously now all of my friends are queer my partners are queer um and and seeing the struggles that they go through with coming out and then recognising how fortunate I am in not having to do that, I guess more than anything, it, it A, makes me really respect how difficult it can be in a huge way um, and, like, really in a way that I think, like, is a unique position because obviously straight people have never had to come out but they have no concept of what it might feel like to have to come out, if that makes sense. Um, I mean, they might do in other aspects of their life, but on the whole, 
um, if you fit that kind of norm, um, again in inverted quotations. Um, but there's something like quite unique about like being so close to so many people. Like my parents have both had to come out, and my mum has had to come out, and my mum has had to come out in like very difficult scenarios. And being so conscious that she's then created a space in which I haven't had to. Um, and any minor circumstances where I have, I can't even remember. Um, so, like, is is how lucky that is and how wonderful it would be to create those spaces in the future um, because it, it it is just so positive and does just... When you're not feeling like you have to explain who you are at every turn and you don't have to, like, validate your decisions or in some way, like, you know, just constantly be like I'm I am this this is who I like like it immediately makes it feel to you like it's other I think when you have to come out about something like I would say anyway having not done it I don't know but I would think and I know that for me the comfort and the confidence that has come with that queerness being assumed is just unbelievable um and so like I you know I say my main thing with my main feeling around coming out is that like I wish there was more people who hadn't had to in the way that I have. Um, if that makes sense, it's probably the wrong syntax. But whatever, you get the gist. Does any part of you kind of wish that you did have that experience, Leah, to come out to someone? Um, see, yes. But there was also a part of me that before I'd been through a breakup wanted to experience crying under a table, drunk, eating ice cream. Um, and then that actually happened when I went through a horrible breakup and I was like, oh, it's not as much fun as I thought it was going to be. Um, and then, so there is a part of me that would like to experience it because it's just an experience of anything. Um, but also I think that I wouldn't want to in any way undermine how horrible it can be and how unpleasant and how scary and how like it makes you question yourself and your own decisions and who you are because you have to tell someone and I think that that it must be so hard um and I think like having the basis with my parents that they have always said you know even if even if I like you know like even if I only had like my brother has only had relationships with women and my parents are like you're still queer it's not about the gender of the or identity of the two people in a relationship it's about a way of experiencing the world and experiencing gender in general and it's not just limited to like so so it's always been so open um in that sense um so like yeah I guess like I'd like to experience it for like the experience and to be like oh no it is horrible um but equally I recognize how much like it is just probably nicer not to have done (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Um, you've been listening to me, Karis Bradley. I'd like to say a couple of thank yous to the other people who've worked on this project. So Alex Lathbridge, who has helped with the hosting of the podcast and also the compiling of, of the music that you've heard um, and to Scary Boots for creating our incredible artwork. Please subscribe, review, tell your friends, spread the word. Um, and if you want to get involved and be interviewed on the podcast, then there's a link um on the website and in the bio of our our Twitter. So there's a little form that you can fill out. I hope you have a lovely day. 
So, hopefully listening to that you've fallen completely in love with Rachel and have a new queer icon. I bet what you want to do now is go see the sketch duo Shelf live and funny and I 100% recommend it. Um, You can see Shelf at uh, their regular comedy night, The Lol Word. It's a really, really fantastic comedy night with an all LGBTQ bill um, and they run on the last Thursday of every month at the Albany in Great Portland Street. They'll also be returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this year. So that's going to be one of my, my top recommendations to go see at the Fringe. Next month, you can see Shelf at the lineup for Stripey Sloth at the New Inn, Big Mouth Comedy, Cabaret Brighton, which is in Brighton, um, Laugh or Choir Cabaret, and The Queer House. So, lots and lots and lots of gigs. Go to their website, shelfcomedy.com. There's a link in the description for this episode for more information. You can also follow them on Twitter. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.